and Northeast Pennsylvania. Hello, 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 and welcome to the local edition. News and information to keep you connected in the Catskills and Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm your host for this Friday evening, Patricio Robayo. It's Friday, we made it. Thank you for spending your Friday evening with me. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying safe. We have a packed show for you today, so let's get straight to it. In the second half of the show, we'll be checking in with Shane Renison, singer-songwriter, who has a new EP coming out next week. But first, I have a report from the Sullivan County Lake Shore about a recent resolution to oust legislature Rob Doherty. During the latest legislative meeting, District 8 Sullivan County Legislature Iris Steingart proposed a resolution to oust legislature Rob Doherty from his position as chairman of the legislative body. Because for the first time, I'm embarrassed to be a legislator with how we conducted ourselves and how people were treated. The resolution was brought up during the Planning, Real Property, and Economic Development Committee meeting and that everyone was in agreement with Steingart regarding the timing and the venue for voting on this matter. Here is George Conklin, legislature for District 5. I personally find this all very troubling and very unfortunate. We have an election coming up in less than a month, and then there's going to be a time where that new legislature, which there's going to be a new legislature, I'm not interested in entertaining this. However, Nadia Reich, the legislature for District 2, expressed that she has, at times, felt bullied due to the actions of the chairman. Bullied, harassed, disrespected by not only another legislator, but a chair who's the face of the legislative body. It's an embarrassment to all of us that we continue to operate that way. Doherty was absent from the meeting, but informed Radio Catskill that he considered these proceedings to be political theater, emphasizing that this wasn't the first instance of such actions. The resolution was voted down 3-2 to two with George Conklin, Michael Brooks, and Nicholas Simone Jr. voting no. Moving right along, we'll talk to Chris Rowley from the Schwankirk Journal. Chris has an update for us on the Neverly property. Chris, welcome back to the show. What can you tell us about the Reveille property? This is a, a, a story you've been talking to us for a while that this property was in flux as far as like, the sale of it. This was a one of the Borscht Belt staples, the Neverly Hotel. And what can you tell us about what's the latest update on this property? Oh, yeah. Um, the, we, we've had a long history with, um, you know, what used to be the Neverly Grandy, the Neverly property. And uh, this week, the, the really big news, which we've been waiting for and waiting for, but, you know, these things take time, negotiation uh, to buy multi-million dollar properties. Uh, the, finally, they signed this week. The property has been bought by uh, and a new LLC called 1100 Arrowhead LLC. Arrowhead Road is, of course, where Neverly does that's their physical address. Um, uh, but this is an outgrowth of Somerset Partners, and this is uh, this goes back to Keith Rubenstein, uh, who has been pushing this throughout. Uh, and Keith is someone who has a um, Many memories as a kid and a teenager of coming to the Neverly um, with his with the family, family outings uh, as he was a kid, and um, you know it's 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 a 
it's 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 a love project for him. He he really he really is into this, and uh, it's a complicated thing. And they the the planning process, they got a very professional uh, application, but it was still complicated because uh, it's a part residential, part hospitality. So while there's going to be this hotel, um, which will be a high-end, super luxury hotel with all the trimmings, you know, high-end restaurant and various experiences uh, for for the guests. But there's also going to be this 45 or it may be 50 uh, high-end villas that will be built on the uh, eastern side uh, of the property, uh, sort of the higher ground, and they'll have views over uh, over the the property and the former golf course, which is being repurposed. And, um, you know, that, that deal has been... Boy, I think they've been in negotiations for close on two years, uh, which just shows you how how it goes. But uh, you know, it no longer belongs to iStar Bank. It belongs to um, this 1100 Arrowhead LLC. And of course, that just brought back memories for for us at the Shanghai Journal. Um, and my first experience at the Neville was taking the camera down there in the winter. I think it was January. So it maybe might have been December of 2009, and taking pictures of 60 foot, 70 foot long, gigantic icicles protruding out of windows uh, on one of the uh, one of the the lesser buildings uh, where a pipe had broken because there just wasn't any maintenance being done, and uh, water had flooded the building, and it was it was just all full of ice, and and ice, this huge icicles sticking out the windows. And it was it was a horror, you know. Um, and uh, you know, and just a few years before that, uh, my wife and I would go there for uh, zydeco dancing, and uh, not that building, but the the, the main building. Uh, but it had just completely gone. I mean, every everything was just going going to ruins at that point. Um, that was my first experience. Then a few years later, um, Michael Trainer had come in and was promoting the idea of turning the whole property into a huge uh, casino complex. Um, you know, he was in competition with the uh, the outfit that eventually got the casino over towards Monticello. Uh, and I remember there was a meeting in Allenville um, in, in, in the building on the south end of Liberty Square uh, or the east, east side of Liberty Square uh, with a big model that of this, this casino. And it's all very exciting. I still have a casino chip somewhere that I picked up that, that night. Um, and other people have them too. It was, and there was a, you know, this, this thought, and it was kind of, it was a difficult thought because, you know, it was already, you know, a local, um, you know, casino application in the air. So it didn't seem terribly likely, but anyway, they gave it a shot. It didn't happen. And, uh, you know, then it repurposed the trainer, kept the property or kept his option on the property and um, promoted the idea of a sports park. Sort of like, uh, you know, you've got these, uh, you've got that, what's it, what's it called? Diamond Nation, I think it's called, something like that. Uh, it's, it's all baseball and softball fields uh, in New Jersey. People come, they stay in the hotel, the kids play ball and, uh, you know, everyone has a great time, a great weekend. And, uh, you know, he planned to do the same thing here on the Neverly property um, with, you know, traveling, but travel ball, baseball, uh, probably softball too, probably soccer as well. It's a huge travel soccer thing now. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Chris Rowley from the Schumacher Journal. Let us know about the 
update on the Neville property hotel, which is a former Borshba hotel. Um, so, you know, do, do those things. Um, and it would have been interesting if that had succeeded, but he couldn't nail down all of the financing. He got, I think he had like 12 separate, uh, sources of finance. They all had to pass muster with the, uh, U.S., under the U.S. Patriot Act, which was passed after the horror of 9-11. Uh, and the idea there was to make sure that terrorists couldn't move money in and out of the United States. Um, so the provenance of large sums of money has to be explained in detail. I mean, right to like, where does this money come from? Who had it? Who had it before that? Who had it before that? I mean, they really go into it. Um, and, uh, uh, they were doing that and he could get, I think, 11 of them through, but the 12th one, which was a big one, he could not get it clear, uh, get a clean bill of health off that. And that was over in Switzerland. So that just sort of had him stuck. And so it didn't happen. Anyway, so then the, the, the property went back into uh, limbo. And I remember very clearly um, a very cold day um, was in 2017 um, up at the uh, the courthouse in Kingston with, uh, with Amberley, our publisher, uh, to see about a, 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 a courthouse auction. And they have these auctions of foreclosed properties on the steps of the courthouse. It's very 18th century. <laughs> you know, but anyway, uh, you know, it was, but it was so cold that everyone was just, just freezing out, standing on those courthouse. So we were allowed to go in to the basement, uh, you know, into a public part of the basement where we would do it. And so we went through all this, and, and there was a risk. But what it turned out to be was that iStar was putting it up to auction, and so they would buy it themselves and therefore uh, clean off the deed. I am not hip enough to real estate deals of that na- nature to understand that, but that's what, that, what, what was my takeaway. And, uh, and then we all went away puzzled and wrote up slightly confused stories and wondered what, what was that all about? But that set it up so that they could actually um, sell it or negotiate you know, in, a, in a more clear way. And then in came um, Mr. Rubenstein and the Somerset Partners Group um, with a plan to take the Neverly, uh, pick it up, clear off the entire property, uh, and uh, re- redo the whole thing into this luxury resort with a residential component. And um, now they've, you know, and then they came through the planning process and we, we saw all that. And, they, you know, it, it, it always looked very professional, uh, very well done. Uh, they had Mike Moriello uh, as their um, land use attorney. He's a, uh, an important figure in Ulster County. Um, they got all that done. And, uh, you know, then they went into negotiations and sort of silence fell on it. And, uh, you know, everywhere you went for about six months, people said, what's happening? What's happening? What, what, what's going on with the Neverly? I said, I don't know. <laughs> we'll wait and see. So now is the time, the clock starts to see how that property will be built out and see like the new future of the Neverly property. So thank you so much, Chris. We'll talk to Chris Rowley from the Schwanka Journal. Let us know what's happening in Ellenville and Ulster County. This week, we're talking about the Neverly property in Ulster County. Chris, until next week, talk to you soon. 
Don't go anywhere. We coming up. We have Shane Renison, singer songwriter. You'll be talking to Jason Dole about his latest EP that's coming out next week. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Local Edition, winner of Excellence in Broadcasting Awards from the New York State Broadcasters Association. Radio Catskill. Listen local. Radio Catskill's Apple Pie Palooza is tomorrow. We'll be selling pies donated by Bridge Street Bakery, Beach Lake Bakery, Bethel Market Cafe, Neon Croissant, Jeffersonville Bake Shop, and the Delaware Valley Job Corps Culinary Arts Program. If you want to make a pie, enter our pie contest at wjffradio.org. Apple Pie Palooza in the tent at Catskill Brewery in the apple pie capital of the whole world, at least for one night. Tomorrow night, 5 to 8 in Livingston Manor. Donna Fellenberg here, and joining me on Catskill Character this week is Calicoon's own Elizabeth Rose, singer, songwriter, equestrian, and quite the cut-up. Born into a musical family with a horse stable across the street from them in Holliswood, Queens, Elizabeth became a musician and an equestrian. Tune in for her story this Saturday at 10.30 on Catskill Character on Radio Catskill. Welcome back to the local edition. News and information to keep you connected in the Catskills and Northeast Pennsylvania. Shane Redison is a singer-songwriter. He has a new debut EP coming out called Nice to Meet You, set to drop on October 13th. He had a chance to stop by our studios early today and had a nice conversation with our own, very own, Jason Dole. Here's that conversation now. My name is uh, Shane Renison. I am a, a musician born and raised in the Catskills. I'm from a small little town called Grandsville. Not a lot of people know it, but there are more, more people are starting to know it, which is cool. Um, but uh, I've been playing, I've been doing music full time for about two years now, working on year number three. And uh, I'm just really grateful, man. I'm doing what I love in a place that I call home. And uh, it's one day at a time, but we're growing. <laughs> And uh, I, have a, I have a team around me. We're releasing music on digital platforms, Spotify and uh, iTunes and such. Um, we started doing that last year, 2022. We released a few singles, me and my, my partner, Julian Giamo. Uh, and th- since then, we've been releasing uh, or building towards our new EP, which is called Nice to Meet You. And we're finally <laughs> getting closer to the release day. It's taken a while, but... Uh, so Friday, October thirteenth, the full EP finally comes out, and it's uh, I'm excited. It's been it's been a long time coming, so I'm really looking forward to getting that out and sharing it with people. And who are the folks that, that you play with? I'm a solo artist for the most part. Um, especially when I play locally, I do basically just a cover a cover set. So I play, uh, you know, I play an acoustic guitar, and I sing, and I just cover. Um, <laughs> this point a lot of different bands you never know who you're going to be playing for so i had to build up this arsenal of songs just in case somebody wants to hear Leonard skinnerd followed by adele it's like <laughs> you gotta have all these songs fired up but um yeah so I'm, I'm a solo guy um i do have a band i, I have some really good bandmates uh to call upon when we you know when, when the, the moment calls um but for the most part i'm solo i i have a good team uh, you know my, my producer julian and i um it's basically him and i are putting these songs together I'm, I'm trying to keep it as simple as possible for as long as I can because 
I hear from my friends and uh, other musicians I know are in bands and stuff. And it can, it tends to get complicated very fast. So I'm trying to uh, just keep it as simple as I can and try to grow in a sustainable way. You know what I mean? How did you uh, get working with Julian? What's, what's the genesis of that partnership? <laughs> uh, so Julian, he basically the first time I, he went to school with my sister. He's a little bit older than me for about four years. Um, and my, he was in my sister's grade over at Tri-Valley. And, uh, that's when I first met him. He was just, just this older kid that was skateboarding around all, you know, my sister's friends, and everything growing up. So I, I knew of him. Um, and I knew, you know, he played guitar and all this. Um, but during the pandemic is when I got serious about music and started, uh, playing guitar, playing piano, taking vocal lessons and all that. Um, and it got to the point where I, I was seeking mentorship. I was seeking, you know, somebody to give me lessons and stuff like that. And I followed him on Instagram and I knew he was kind of in the scene, um, and I could tell he knew a lot about a lot. So I, uh, it just started very simply. I reached out to him, asked him if he could g- give me some guitar lessons. Um, and before he said yes, he asked me to send him a video so he could see where I was at. <laughs> Cause he said, I can't take you on if you're like too much of a beginner. But luckily I was good enough for him to take a chance on sitting down with me. Um, so for about a month, he, uh, you know, we, we got really intensive about learning music theory and stuff like that. Um, and it slowly just got to the point where he asked me, you know, am I writing my own songs yet? And I told him, well, yeah, I have a whole slew of songs that I've just been kind of figuring out how, how to write, um, you know, effectively. So we just started looking at them before, you know, it. he was like, you know what, we, we can make these cause he, he, he's a producer full time at this point already. So he was producing for other artists, other bands, you know, one day we were like, all right, instead of lessons, let's start putting this song into, uh, into pro tools and start making a song very quickly i knew at least on my end um that we had something special you know we've known each other for a few years now um you know in a a more uh working setting we've never argued i've never argued with him never um never any negative energy um which is rare you know a lot of a lot of people you don't get to choose who you work with sometimes um in this case you know i did and it's just uh it's like lightning in a bottle every time we get together. It sounds like it, uh, it was a natural evolution from just saying like, Hey, here's somebody that can, can teach me something. You're some, somebody that I want to learn a little more from to now you're, you're collaborating and he's serving in this producer capacity. So I'm exactly. glad you described all of that because producing can be any number of things. And there's some, oh, yeah. some people that are really involved and it's more like a partnership and there's other folks where it's really just about, you know, the, the, the technical side <laughs> of it or the business side. Yes. Yeah. There's those. Types of producers too. So you had the songs and then you, you, you started working together on these, get these into shape to actually record. Um, did anything have to change uh, from oh, yeah. what you had? Yeah. So that's, that's really where the trust comes in. Um, anybody that's creating art, they have a certain affinity with that art where it's like, and, and you know, it's rightfully so it's, it's your own, um, creative, you know, it's, it's your, your product, something that you've created. So some people have a a hard time when other people tell them, Oh, this is wrong. This should be the, and start changing that creation. Um, whereas I just right off the bat looked at my music, um, as a much more fluid thing where, um, you know, one of my favorite things that Paul Simon said, uh, one of my favorite songwriters that the listener is the one that completes the song. Um, and to me, that just means that, you know, I might make this song, but it's open to interpretation from any, anybody really, once they hear it, they can plug their own visuals into it and stuff like that. Um, so when it comes to working on these songs, I, I just trust Julian to look at it, um, objectively and tell me what he thinks could be better in certain areas. So it's, you know, I'll bring a song to him 
And uh, before we record it now, especially now we've kind of got a system down that works really well for us. Um, I'll bring a song to him. That's, you know, just basic structured, how I wrote it on, you know, the guitar, piano, whatever. And we'll spend a session or two just, just playing around with it, you know, and, you know, we'll take the, here's the basic progression. Maybe we'll, we'll switch a chord and see how that changes the energy and the emotion of the song as a whole. Or, um, you know, maybe there's, maybe there's a line and a verse that's a little mouthy and, uh, maybe there's some words that are unnecessary. So we'll play with the, the lyrics and try to make it a little bit smoother. Um, so he, in that sense, he's really helped me see the songs more objectively, um, and not hold too fast hearted to any part of it. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's Play-Doh that I'm throwing out there. So it's like, it's open to interpretation and, you know, when you first started talking about this, that's the analogy that I wanted to draw out there is like, okay, like you're, work, you're working with soft clay. Like it's it isn't that. set in stone yet. You're, exactly. you're, you're open to it being a work in progress because you know, the work won't be complete until somebody's actually listening to it, as you said there. Exactly. So it's still, still malleable. You can still make some changes to it. You know, we were talking a lot about music. I think to help the listener out, we should actually hear some some of uh, what you've actually done. We've got oh, your yes. song, uh, Ghost, uh, Ghost Master. Uh, this is from this new EP. What can you tell us about it? Yeah, so uh, this, that, so it's actually called Ghost. Um, so that song, it's the second song. Wait, this, is this the master? Yeah, it's the this master. The master <laughs> so it's not Ghostmaster. It's just Ghost. Okay. That's funny. I, I love that. Might be a better name, actually, Ghostmaster. I was going to cut this part out, but maybe we'll leave it in. But um, yeah, so, so Ghost is the second song on the EP. Um, and to me... I, I just, I just love the piano part on it. Um, I wrote the piano part kind of, I was trying to play something else and I missed a note and that kind of created this whole new piano part that I wrote. And even now I wrote, I wrote Ghost over a year ago now and it's still one of my favorite songs to play. Uh, it's very fun and just, uh, uh, it's just, it, every time I play it, it brings me back to where, where I was when I wrote it. Um, but, uh, to me, it really fully, it encompasses all of the elements of the EP into one song. It kind of like best represents the EP as a whole, in my opinion. Uh, and it, um, you know, the song itself is about a dying relationship. Um, basically, you know, when your partner starts to look at you differently than when they did in the earlier stages of your relationship, that's what this song is about. It's, it's, uh, the, you know, the, the chorus is after all this time, you look right through me. I'm a ghost to you. Um, and it, it kind of points to that, that point in a relationship where something changes and all of a sudden your partner's looking at you differently. They're, they're seeing through you. They're not really hearing you anymore and you become a ghost to them. We're talking live in studio with Shane Renison and this song is called Ghost.
songs ghost the artist is shane renison he's in the studio with us and that's from an ep that's coming out uh next friday which is friday the 13th and uh where can people where can people find it uh so nice to meet you it's gonna be it'll be out on all digital uh platforms so spotify itunes apple music amazon music deezer napster pandora (laughs) it's List goes on and on. Uh, it'll be on YouTube too for the people that don't have streaming services. They can go right to my YouTube at Shane Renison and, uh, all the, uh, all the songs will be there with, uh, some videos to go along with it. And you got, uh, any live performances coming up? Yeah. So actually, um, next Friday, the 13th, when the EP comes out, I'm actually playing that night over at Bethel Woods Peace, Love and Pumpkins. I will be, uh, outside the market sheds playing from about seven to nine. Uh, such a really cool event. Looking forward to that. Um, Saturday that next week, I'm playing at the Russian Mule over in Claryville, New York from four to seven. I love playing there. It's always a, always a pleasure. And then Sunday, I got two gigs, um, from one to four. I'm at Roscoe Beer Company. And then after that, I'm at a, a new spot over on Kanyanga Lake right near Benji and Jake's. It's called, uh, Santorini Mixed Grill. Um, I don't know if you, do you remember the Fat Lady Cafe? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a new owner's there. It's a Greek spot. The food is amazing. The people are really, really amazing. Um, so I'm playing there Sunday night. So Sunday will be a long day, but <laughs> it's, it's great that there's so many opportunities for, uh, you know, singer songwriters and local performers. You know, I don't think, you know, 25 years ago, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like this. You know, there were, there was people doing it, but now there's so many more local musicians and, and so many opportunities for you to actually perform. I didn't imagine you'd have that many gigs lined up. What's it, what's it like being a musician from Sullivan County performing in Sullivan County? It's, it's really cool. Um, you know, people ask me a lot of times, um, you know, why don't you go to the city, go here, go there, go. I'm like, you can make money here. (laughs) It's a small market. You know what I mean? It's a small market. And if you're willing to put the work in to be good enough and be professional enough with what you do, you can really carve out a nice niche for yourself, uh, in this small market and actually make money. You know, I have a lot of friends living elsewhere, um, doing what I'm doing. And you know, when, when the talent pool is bigger, to pull from, there's not going to be as much money coming your way because why am I going to pay you X amount of money when this kid will do it for less? Yeah. And there's um, only so many venues and there's many artists. Exactly. So, you know, I, I always say uh, a big, big fish in a small pond can make a big splash. Um, so that's kind of the, uh, the mantra I always tell myself um, because, you know, when you're in a small market like this and you do work hard, um, people will notice it a little bit more and then you can scale that outward as you grow. Um, but for me, I love it. I mean, I, I love living in the Catskills. It's, it's a very special place to me. And, um, and being able to live here and do something I love, um, and to build and to grow is, uh, something I'm really grateful for and something I don't take for granted. Or I do sometimes, but I try not, <laughs> I try not to. <laughs> 
Shane, I want to thank you so much for being here with us today and taking the time to talk to us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate that. That's it for the local edition. Thank you to my guests earlier today, Chris Rowley from the Chihuahuac Journal and Shane Renison. If you ever miss a show, guess what? We have a podcast. You can find us anywhere you find your favorite podcast, Google, Apple, Stitcher. Search for WJFF, the local edition. Subscribe, share it, tell your friends. You can find us on social media. We're on WJFF Radio Catskill. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And threads. Visit our website, wjffradio.org. You've been listening to The Local Edition. I've been your host, Patricio Robayo. Have a good night, Lucy. This is Radio Casco, your FPR station, WJFF Jeffersonville. Coming up for you is The Daily and Fridays. So that means The Mixtape. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. And if you're attending Appapalooza tomorrow at the Casco Brewery, enjoy yourself and stay safe. Bye-bye. Support comes from Jeff Bank, Sullivan County's Community Bank, celebrating 110 years of service this year, offering deposit and loan products for all your banking needs. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender, National Mortgage Licensing System and Registry Identification Number 405318. Jeff Bank, still banking strong. And support comes from listeners like you who donate at WJFFRadio.org. WJFF Jeffersonville, W233AH Monticello. Public radio for the Catskills and Northeast Pennsylvania. Radio Catskill.